Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 183. And the wait. Wait. Yep. Oh, shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my job. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 183 of A Shot of Wrestling. Mark Schwann is somewhere on a movie set hanging off a helicopter. So I'm going to the bullpen, bring in the lefty. Green man, welcome back to A Shot of Wrestling. Hey buddy, great to be here. After a week of wrestling that we just had concluding tonight with SmackDown on Fox. I mean, well, it's, we, not even concluding uh, it, 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 it's nice to, to get back together. So you got, got two more, band. You got two more nights. We got BWF on Saturday and then Hell in a Cell Sunday. Of course, we're recording Friday, but uh, this week's not even over yet. Still got two more shows left. Fantastic. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. You know, it's funny. It feels like I say that all the time, and every like month or two months or a year down the line, it shows me that, no, now it's even a better time to be a wrestling fan. But yeah, it, it was a crazy wild week. How was wild, your week, man? Wild week, yeah. Nonstop, my DVR is burning. <laughs> so much stuff to record. A lot of stuff happened this week. Big stuff. I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm, very, I'm happy to be here. First of all, and if you're listening to a shot of wrestling for the first time, where the fuck have you been the last 189 episodes? 82. 80, I mean, yeah, you know. But welcome, finally. Thank you for listening. There's a lot more action going on here at a, at a shot of wrestling podcast. There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes and interviews that you need to catch up on. So make sure you go back into our YouTube, into our archives on Podbean and listen to some of the old shows. But I guarantee you probably not going to be as good as this one because this one is new. It's fresh. I don't even know what I'm going to say right now. I don't know what's going to happen next, but it's coming. It's coming. If you're new to the show, welcome. And uh, we're a lot less hostile. I don't agree, man. So hyped up tonight. I don't know what that's about, but we're a lot nicer usually. Be more inviting. They don't listen to the show. You get yelled at. <laughs> yeah, you do, don't you? Don't you just want to be yelled at? Sometimes you do want to be yelled at. Have you ever like dated a crazy girl, like a crazy chick? Just want her to yell at you. You know, a couple times. That's fucking great, right? Only in certain situations. Yeah. Anyway, we have topic. <laughs> Last week was BCW's fight for three. Great man, you were not there. Did you miss doing commentary? You missed a good show. It was a great show, and if you're following BCW on social media, you'll see you're going to start seeing a lot of the clips of the things that uh, I may have missed. Uh, but yeah, a lot of great action lot of that stuff. that night. A lot of quality. That's Meltzer would say five star matches. Yeah, you know, match after match it was great. Yeah. great what, night. what would you say was match of the night? I liked Ace Andrews versus Sebastian Cage. Just because and of course, you're an Ace Carter, Andrews, Mark? The Darius Carter match was fantastic. Darius Carter puts on these matches that I don't know where the hell he comes from. Great match after match with Darius Carter. He's, uh, he's winning me over. Really? Well, listen, ever since we met Mr. Darius Carter, and it's Mr. to you, okay? I bought him uh, several I, red wines at bars. I think I'm on a first-name basis. Oh, okay. Just just Darius? Just you and Darius hanging out. Yeah. Okay, but, Mr. <laughs> but Mr. Darius Carter, I think 
and I gotta be honest because this is what the show is all about. It's about honesty. It's about the independent scene in here in the New York City area. Mr. Darius Carter, when we first saw him in BCW about two year two two and, and a half years, years ago, yeah. ago, you know, it was someone who definitely grabbed your attention. Uh, someone who was very into who he was, very confident, and he's Mr. No Bullshit. You know, nope. He stands by his word. He is who he is. And as many times as, you know, let's break down the, the, the fourth wall. As many times as I like to say that Mr. Darius Carter may be a nice guy, maybe behind the scenes. I mean, who, who is this guy who, who's this asshole in front of, uh, you know, uh, the people? Yep. You know? No, he's just an asshole. But when it comes down to it, asshole or not, that man knows what to do in that 10 by 10. That man knows how to dissect an individual and get that W and he's been on a hot streak yep. longest reigning BCW champion. So if you're not down with BCW, you haven't checked out a show, you haven't checked an independent show. Let me give you a suggestion. That's what we're here for. Check out BCW. Their next show is going to be on November 1st headline by Mr. Indy himself, Joey Ryan going one-on-one with Eric Jaden. Now I feel like I'm Nostradamus over here because when we had, Eric Jaden on our show on episode 69, he mentioned that this is one of his dream matches, and yep. we tried to make that happen two and a half years ago. Uh, we even made like a flyer, like, let's repost this, and, and people started reposting it, let alone it only took two and a half years to make it happen. But I feel like our show has power. You still got it done, Nostra Dumbass. <laughs> but our show has power. You mentioned last week, Renee Young is starting to steal our shit. Damn right. I, what I, the I, hell? With factual evidence to back it up. What the hell? You know, people do listen to a shot of wrestling. So if you haven't listened to us before, again, I'm very frustrated. Where the fuck have you been? Well, you're not missing a beat. I haven't got like three words in edgewise this whole show in the first six minutes. Anyway, let's move on. Let's calm down a little bit. How's been? How's the kid? How's life? Life is great, man. Life is great. A lot of great independent wrestling is going on. A lot of great wrestling all around. A lot of people getting great opportunities out there. I love it. Love being part of the wrestling scene today in 2019. Did you happen to catch any of the shows? Did you watch Raw? Did you watch the Wednesday Night Wars? Which side did you lean on? You know, thank God for DVR, bro. Because I didn't do it the way we used to do it back in the day where it's like, yo, if... You had to work around your schedule. You know, you got to make sure you get there at eight o'clock, stand in front of the TV and make sure, you know, you watch it. Now, thanks to DVR, I was able to go to work and I was able to come home and relax and enjoy the show. Uh, tune into AEW first and then watch NXT right after. I didn't even bother watching NXT. Really? I mean, are we getting into this the AEW NXT discussion right now? No, we're, we're leading into it. That's why you lead into something. Oh, okay. It's got a little tease. <laughs> I That's why you're the host. I watched a little bit of AEW just because you have to. Oh, God. Now, um, now I, re- I, re- I recall you're not being a very big fan of AEW, and I'm very interested in this conversation right now. And you MJP. recall, obviously, you missed the show. It's not about not a fan of AEW. I just w- wasn't buying into the hype. I get it. But then you were, the, the main thing you were saying, and, and I didn't knock you for it. You know, I totally understood it, and you stood your ground about it. You said, you have to see what happens when they hit TV. Yep. You know, you're not you don't you didn't want to put your money on them nope. because it's like what's going to happen when they get on TV? Yeah. What what's the product? Everything's new from the people that are being introduced to the people like us, the fans. You know, the production value, the commentating team, the graphics, the the stage, like everything's new. So what did you think? I won't watch it again. Oh really? I don't feel like I don't feel obligated to record it. I don't feel like I need to watch it again. What? Um, I gave it a shot. It was there. Did it. 
um, if something's on on Wednesday nights, when the Masked Singer is finally revealed, and my Wednesday nights open up, maybe I'll watch it. Oh, my gosh. I think I may need this one right now. Because oh, you're starting to depress me, bro. Are you kidding me? Why well, take those first few sips of that tall boy? There's a lot of news to get into. Let's get right into it. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. So what do you think of AEW? Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we get into that discussion, motherfucking Shane fucking Fairman. Yeah. Dude, it's fucking he, he included me in the intro. That's that's awesome. Bro, I love you. And if I haven't told you already, I love you. Okay. Uh, the drinks are already starting oh, to make me feel very lovable around here. Shane Fair, one of the best announcers, giving the white glove treatment to every independent show in your area. So if you haven't been to an independent show, you want to check it out, you want to see a friendly face, say hello to good old Shane Fair. He'll make you feel right at home. I'm about to say something I never thought I would say. What? Mark, come back. <laughs> hey, the Mark, 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 Mark. NXT, the war started. Yes. And uh, no, it's a dumbass. I'm sure you could have predicted this. AEW won the ratings war. I mean, I think we called this three months ago, too. Everyone's losing their shit about it. Oh, AEW won. All right, calm the fuck down. But yes, they, they pulled an impressive 1.4 million. Well, NXT pulled about, I think it was 891,000, a drop of 11% from the previous week. But you know what's going to happen. Everyone's getting excited. Like I said, we we're this. all very I'm, very, I'm still excited. Been saying this for weeks. Let Give it a couple weeks, give it a couple months, let them plateau. Come back in January, see what happens. I'm even more interested, bro. I'm even more interested. You know, just how you said you wanted to see how things develop for AEW. I liked what their start was. I really like what the foundation that they're laying down because everything is new, you know? So everything is going to feel fresh. Everything's going to feel new. Everything's going to feel important. For example, the character development. You know already the people who are in the WWE, and even if you introduce someone new, like when people get introduced in the WWE, they either do a very gimmicky job, like the Viking warriors, what, what do they call themselves, the experience now, whatever. Um, so watch but they, once in a while. But they get so gimmicky, and then it's like there's no depth to their character, you know? Depth. That's what I said. Okay. Mr. Correctonology over here. Uh, but depth. That's also not a word. Depth. Like they're starting to put in to MJF, for example. I'm very interested to see how the story between MJF and Cody Rhodes develops. Because you could only imagine that these two friends, this person who idolizes Cody Rhodes and it's grateful to being brought into the fold of AEW and it's and it's dedicating matches to Cody Rhodes down the line is gonna turn. And that turn it's going to mean so much when it happens. You know, MJF might, might be better than me, and I know it, but... I think we all do. I don't think he's better than Cody Rhodes. He said it, not me. <laughs> NXT did the smart thing by doing that 15-minute overrun, which they started doing during the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Which led them to a lot of more eyes on the WWE Network. WWE Network. On WWE. They're not going to keep going with that. I thought they would, that's a good idea. They should have kept going on with it, but they're not doing that. It was a one-time thing. I was a little stunned... Because when you look at the uh, the picture of AEW in this big arena, and then you see NXT in this small little tiny studio, you know, you it's like you're comparing apples and oranges. It's like, all right, AEW feels like they should be going up against Monday Night Raw versus NXT. But then when you think about the match quality, 
then you really get into it and you really it's like, quality. okay, yeah. yeah, the quality of work that's going on in the ring and the storytelling that's going on in the ring, they're paired up right. And, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, I worked all day. I taped both shows. By the way, I had my wife because uh, I forgot to record the AEW. So funny text is me texting my wife. Hey, by the way, babe, when you get home, could you DVR AEW on TNT at 8 p.m.? And, and she's like, I don't know what you just said. You just send me letters. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I was like, wrestling. Okay. On what channel? On TNT. What channel's TNT? Like, it was so funny because she just didn't, didn't know. She didn't get it. Well, uncharacteristically, W issued a congratulations to AEW. Saying, and I call congratulations to AEW on a successful premiere. The real winners of last night's head-to-head telecast were the fans who would expect Wednesday nights to be competitive and a wild ride as this marathon, not a one-night sprint. So, I mean, probably uncharacteristic. They never did that with WCW. No. It's a, it's a different time. Yep. You know, now... You know Vince didn't do that. It's all Triple H. Absolutely. Absolutely. Triple H right now is trying to get ahead of any discussion about, you know, there being really a war and kind of making it a friendly competition. But if I didn't record it, Michael J. Putty, if I really watched it head-to-head, NXT would have won me over after that Matt Riddle and and uh, Adam Cole, baby. You talked about Match. it on our Instagram stories. My God. Match of the night. Match of the freaking night. There was a moment in the middle of that match where Riddle just, I, I feel he was just firing on all freaking cylinders. There was so much passion. Move after move. They were. It was just such a good match. You know, in NXT, we've reviewed NXT takeovers before. Mm-hmm. It's all about those matches. And I felt like Riddle and and Cole went at it. Baby. Like they were. Like it was a war. Like they were fighting for something. And that match like really solidified it for me and made me be like, wow, yeah, you dudes are fighting and I feel like you're fighting. Um, I didn't get that, that kind of feel with the Cody and Sammy Guevara f- match. And I'm sorry, you know, saying good friend to the show, Sammy Guevara, you know, great match, but uh, I, def- I have to give it to uh, NXT for this one. This is your debut. The world of wrestling is watching you. It didn't feel like a big show. It didn't feel like a premiere show. It just felt like I was watching Raw Light. <laughs> Diet Raw. <laughs> there was no difference. There was no different stage wasn't any different. The setup, the camera angles, production value wasn't any different. By the way, could it was I just like say- watching another WWE product. I, I love AEW. I hate their stage. Oh, stage is horrible. Their stage no is so... Ugh. It's, it's like a shot from the 80s. Like, what's yeah. the deal with their lights that looks like this big chandelier in the middle? And it rose up. Yet... Like, that you see at, like, an, uh, an old-school catering hall. And the two know? tunnels? I mean, didn't work for TNA. What's going to work for you? But I think that's the same stage they use for Arrow the Pay-Per-Views, though. I don't watch them, so I don't know. But I remember they had the two tunnels. I don't know. I just... Maybe I was expecting more. You have Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone, two play-by-play guys. Battling it out in commentary. And that other guy, the out the mask. Oh, come on. Excalibur is great. That guy was cool. That guy is great. Uh, I think, I think he, Excalibur I think he... is, it, it holds the play-by-play, the action down while Jim Ross and Tony Show. He, 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 he's like the glue, in my opinion. That's what I felt. Yeah, he, he kind of stole the show. Well, these guys are reminiscing about WCW. It's fine. You need that. You, he, was, he was the one doing, oh, by the way, Sammy Guevara just hit that thing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. Good voice. Yeah, very Good, nice, clear. Very, yep. He should be groomed to probably take over. Dude, I don't know how much longer those two guys can last. <laughs> going forward, you still going to watch AEW? Hell yeah. You're going to tape I, it? 
I think I definitely am. I got to watch it on my DVR. Like I tell you, it's it's their foundation. They're laying down the foundation. There's a lot more coming through. I'm also interested in the the fact that Chris Jericho is, you know, is has is grooming this posse around him, you know, and this posse is all a shot of wrestling guys, you know, LAX NWS NWS. That they're trying to do a new NWO with these guys. I don't Maybe. know if that's the angle they're going. I mean, I don't know. But. I mean, and I fucking loved it. You know, I was like, hey, what's going on, Santana Ortiz, Sammy Guevara, Jack Hager? Like, what's up, my dudes? You know? It's like Chris Jericho just been listening to a shot of wrestling. He's just like, hey, I like the guys that these guys have been talking about. Let me bring them into the fold. What if You're he was welcome. the guy in WWE who's listening to our show? Totally is. Totally. But now, nobody at WWE's going to listen to our show now because he's the one listening to it. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Got to think about this. Let's say something and see if it pops up on AEW. You could say, like, the weirdest thing. Like, didn't we do that once? Like, we said, like, the weirdest thing, and then all of a sudden... Three weeks later, something so, happened. Yeah, yeah something, something similar happened. happened to it, yeah. I think it was some... If I recall, and I can't remember the episode it was, it was like, if anybody's listening in the E to a shot of wrestling, just eat a banana on the next week's episode. And, like, two weeks... It took, like, two weeks, but someone was eating a banana. Was that Weird. the exact thing? Huh? Was that the exact quote? Was eating a banana? It was like something with a banana. Do something with a banana, and then someone was eating a banana like during their promo, and I was like, "Ooh, it is you." We could talk all night about AW and NXT, but somebody else who wants to chime in, Randy Orton. He already got drunk. <laughs> Randy Orton got drunk playing Call of Duty on Twitch. That's news in and of itself. How is Randy Orton, the thirteen-time world champion, the Viper, the Legend Killer, on Twitch playing Call of Duty? Twitch is a great platform right now for a lot of gamers, actually, Michael J. Putty. Yeah, not Randy freaking Orton. So Twitch is really a great platform, and we learned a lot about Twitch and how it's big with gamers from our good friend to the show when we interviewed him, Marty the Moth Martinez, you know, because he had his own Twitch channel, and he was telling us how, like, there's a big fan base around it that really like to see people play games and talk about it. Our, our, our One of our best friends, you know, Pat the Headband guy, his son, glued on those all those shows where they just, he just watches people play. You never got that, it's watching weird. other people play video games. But anyway, he said he, he gave a compliment to AEW, saying it was a big show feel, which I just said I didn't agree with. He also complimented the opening match between Cody and Sammy Guevara, saying how he would love to work with Sammy one day. That's a big compliment. Ooh, huge, Sammy. Huge. Huge. Any final thoughts before AEW before we move on? We haven't uh, talked about it all night. I'm sure we talk about it for months to come. We could we, before they buy, get bought out by Vince McMahon. We could really talk about it the whole night. Could could I use this as a transition to stem away from the AEW versus NXT war and make it just more of a WWE versus AEW no competition? Not even the same league. Well, my comment is just WWE quickly and WWE in the past week in the past years has been watered down people have hated the product and finally the competitor has been pushing him to do something finally worthwhile there's so many things for us to talk about wwe this past uh week because they actually showed that they cared now my big problem with this is these dudes have the money to care you know what i'm saying aw even though they have con money you know even though they got that that big bank book, you know, I don't think they could compete with the connections that the WWE has, the affiliations that they have. Dude, SmackDown, it's on network television this week on Fox TV. That and is insane. That is insane. So, finally, 
the competition has woken up the WWE and said, hey, you know what? Yeah, let's spend money on Pyro. Hey, you know what? Let's spend money and get a new set. Hey, you know what? We could totally book Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, The Rock, Brock Lesnar, like Goldberg. Like everybody could come and be part of the show because people want to see these people, but they just haven't been wanting to shell out the money for them. So bottom line, AEW is in for a big fight. But if, a- if WWE is smart... They're going to use that checkbook to make more money. I love a great analogy that you're not going to get, probably. You're not a big TV guy. But figure WWE is Saturday Night Live. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. AEW is Mad TV. Ooh. I, I used to love Mad TV, actually. Yeah. A small niche audience did. And then it didn't even come close to competing with SNL. And then what happened? They folded. Ooh. I don't know what made me think of that. I was watching TV one day. I'm like, yeah. AEW is like Mad TV. Small group audience, hardcore fans, but nowhere near the elite level. Oh, elite. <laughs> that is WWE. But let's move on. Raw, SmackDown premiered, NXT, their season premiere of the three episodes. AEW debuted. Impact's coming back. We've been sleeping on NWA is going to be joining these You're right. elite organizations. You're soon. absolutely right. Billy Corgan announced that they're debuting a weekly television show that will air on Tuesdays at 6.05 p.m., on Facebook and YouTube. So, different. I All don't right. know how this is going to work. They will also be streamed on Fight TV for free. Okay. Something else you guys can watch on their commute home, maybe. <laughs> but I guess they're got to be in it to win it, huh? The wrestling business has so much money to put out there. If you're not successful making money in the wrestling business right now, then you're doing something wrong because the, the public's out there. They want more. They want to see more. They want to see quality. And you just have to be able to de- deliver it, you know? And, and imp- uh, Impact. Yeah, Impact. TNA was on exclusively on their website for a while. They lost the TV deal. Mm-hmm. They had to go online until they found the TV deal. But now everything, Facebook has their own network. Facebook has their own shows. Yeah. So that's, the, that's the, I guess, the new next medium people are going to take in, look into. And uh, NWA has got their foot in the door. So keep an eye out. I like their set. I think it was, it was pretty Very cool. old school. Very old school. Very NWA of them to do. It'll premiere on October 8th. It's coming Tuesday. So check it out. You know, the news breaking tonight. I think it was Edge is expected to return to the WWE Revy soon. What? He has been cleared to return to competition by the doctors. According oh to gosh. Fight Oracle on Twitter, who has broken several pro wrestling stories over the years. There's no word yet when Edge will wrestle again or if, but he has been medically cleared to return to the ring once again. Oh, my gosh. He recently signed a new deal with WWE after negotiating with AEW. That, really? I didn't hear, that I didn't hear about until tonight. Edge negotiating with AEW? Which led Edge to receive a significant offer from the WWE to this day. Michael J. Putty, see, this whole conversation tonight is going to be going back and forth with with AEW. But um, Jack Swagger debuted, right, on the AEW show. That was yeah. one of their big surprises. And what would have that meant if Edge was the one who took that spot? I feel like there's not that many names nowadays that make a big impact or a big debut. Uh, No offense to Mr. Jack Swagger. You know, we've read about it that, you know, he was in talks and negotiations. He probably would be showing up that evening. And to me, it wasn't a big surprise. Um, To some people, it may have been. But I felt like he wasn't a big, like a John Moxley. Holy shit, you know, John Moxley's in AEW. The crowd lost their minds. Even though it was one of the worst kept secrets, it wasn't. It, was, it wasn't a big deal for me yeah. as the the viewer, no. you know, at home. 
But it would have been a huge holy shit moment if Edge was the one who went to AEW. That's huge. Breaking news. Thank you for sharing that with me. No problem. But happy to know Edge has some loyalty in him. I think it was just a play to get more money, and he well-deserved. Congratulations. The Hall of Famer, Edge. Uh, listen, everybody's got a price for loyalty, and I'm sure someone is going to be able to put that price on a lot of people in the E to head over to AEW one day. No news. This is news for some reason. I feel like I have to talk about it. AEW wrestler Dean Ambrose is currently receiving health benefits. Wait, John Moxley. From the WWE, and this is a big deal. Such a big deal that Tony Khan had to talk about it at the press conference after AEW's debut. Interesting. He said, and I quote, of the people you saw tonight, a large percentage of them are insured by AEW because they work full time. This is my fifth show I've done in 2019. Most people haven't been on all five shows. But he goes on to say that Dean Ambrose is covered under WWE because he's married to a full-time employee. Oh, that makes sense. I guess saves AEW some money. No, that that totally makes sense. That's news, okay. Another breaking news, though. Jeff Hardy's been arrested again. Got arrested Thursday night for, guess what? Take a guess. Okay, Jeff Hardy. Arrested Thursday night. Well, Thursday nights is Thursday Thursday, so I'm assuming the dude was drinking in a bar. Driving while impaired. <laughs> he got arrested in Moore County in North Carolina. He was uh, arrested and released approximately 11.30 that night. No further details have been released. Did he just get arrested like a couple months ago? Dude, I'm, I'm sorry to for you. Do not promote drinking and driving. Do not promote it. It's not a good thing. Don't do oh, it. So horrible. And, he's, you're, and obviously you're not good at it. Jeff Hardy this is wow. Give, you just give not him, good. Give him, give him tips. <laughs> was it Green Man SOW at uh, Instagram? <laughs> you want drinking driving tips? Talk to this man right here. No, don't talk to this guy. Now the news: Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair drew one of the highest rated segments for Raw in a long time. Really? See, I thought that segment sucked. The Miz, the Miz TV, Miz one? TV. Yeah, I thought it was just very awkward and uncomfortable. It, it, it was. It was a little uncomfortable. And in the previous show, Mark Schwann said how he could see how Saudi Arabia getting whatever the hell they want. Mm. He could see Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. And I thought damn. that's what they were going with this. Okay. Thank God they didn't. <laughs> but Mark almost called it because fucking Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and now Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair are saying like, they could both kick each other's ass at, during this match, make it a six on six. So weird. <sighs> then Ric Flair old was guys getting kicking Hulk Hogan's each face. Other's, old guys kicking each other's ass. Old wrinkly guys. <laughs> Yeah, these guys are in the total, what, they're in the 70s, right? Yeah. So they're approximately 140-something years old. Combined. Yeah, their hips are, what, 10? <laughs> they got new knees, new hips. And finally, on the news, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but 205 Live is not merging with NXT. It's going to be moving to Friday nights on the W Network. So if you, those two 205 Live fans out there. How do you feel about that? I kind of like that they were going to start integrating it into NXT. I thought they were going to, especially with Leo Rush now. Yeah, but I, but I think... To be honest with you, I don't, I don't feel like there is a big market for 205 Live. I think they do deserve a platform, and I would love to see 205 Live matches on the Raw, SmackDown, and NXT platform. I thought it was a good idea thing that NXT has two hours to fill now. Yeah. But Pete Rosado was talking about it last time he was here, how 205 Live is a great product. Great in-ring products, great matches. They started creating some sort of storylines, which I, is why, which is why I feel like it should be part of the main, the main show. Like you know, when you're putting your show together and giving people variety, that is a little piece of variety that I think people will enjoy. But yeah. don't go like crazy like they did back in the day where they did the ropes purple and oh, like, no. they no. like really went a little too crazy with the making it a distinction 
in the show. So make it part of the show. But now when SmackDown comes to the East Coast, we had to sit from eleven to twelve, no ten to eleven, watching two hundred five live. I want to go out and drink. Yeah, the bar's right there at MSG. That's that's what sucks about it. Speaking of bars, you got to get your beer refilled, I believe. Yeah, come little, back uh, to talk about some TV. Jam packed week that was TV. It's time for this week's TV takedown. Of all the stuff on TV, Green Man, do you want to take down a specific thing? Well, I got to tell you, nowadays with social media and the way people watch wrestling, it's kind of hard to get it all in, right? See what I did? So she said. Uh, <laughs> but because of social media, you could be at work and then your phone rings and all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, what's going on? So you race home and you watch your DVR and you wait for those moments. So it, it, to me... These moments that we're going to talk about are like those buzzworthy moments. One of the biggest buzzworthy moments this past week had to be Monday Night Raw, Lana making out with Bobby Lashley. What was that about? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But I think because I don't know, it intrigues me so much more. Uh, I read last week how people were wondering why didn't she come back with Rusev. Right. The report was... That they are holding her off TV because they have a specific thing, specific storyline, specific character she want, they want her to play. Mm-hmm. And it's this? Is she cheating on Rusev? Are they having marital problems? My thing for the whole thing is, didn't we see this already when she teamed up with Dolph Ziggler? Dolph Ziggler was her boyfriend for a while. So, so that fit, went nowhere. I but, failed miserably because everyone no, was bullshit. But Michael J. Putty, what you're saying is essentially Lana has a history of cheating on Rusev. No, because I don't think they were technically together on, on camera. Yeah. So I didn't. The, uh, the whole thing was weird, and I think this is weird too. I, I, I think you're building a case for okay. for Lana being a cheating hoe. You're a part of BCW, uh huh. So say Darius Carter comes out, okay, with your wife. <laughs> I'll punch him in the and face and starts not even kissing her as a storyline. Like, oh, let me make out with Greenman's wife. They made out. <laughs> they made out. Like her tongue was down his throat. She was, was there a tongue? She was way into it. <laughs> Knowing the little, you know what? She's a very committed actress. Yes, that's what I'm gonna say. From very what, committed. From what I've learned about her on Total Divas, yes, she's very into everything. Yes, she wants to. She's desperate to be on TV. What, what is you know? Now I wish Mark was here because what is what is that kind of method acting? Exactly method acting. That, yeah. that, they, that they what is that, that kind of acting method? Right? Method, yeah, we said that three times. Yes, where it's like what's that acting called? <laughs> where it's like you become the character, like you are the character. You're like yeah. so into the character. I think she's just way too excited and just went. Overboard. Like, how does Rusev... How does that conversation go? Rusev, Lana, thanks for coming tonight. Uh, Rusev, Lana, you know, I want uh, you to make out with Bobby Lashley right in front of Rusev. I want you to go all in. See what I did there? <laughs> I just... How, how do you okay that? I know... I mean, like, again, Mark, which Mark was here, because that's a whole acting world of couples making out with other people. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, or maybe we could have AJ Pan here, because he's all part of that other world where... Yes. <laughs> you know, porn, out por- that guy. porn stars making out with porn stars I and did, uh, things going down, you know? That kind of world. Do porn stars have sex when they go home? It's, it's their job. Why not? That's what they enjoy to do. I don't it's like wrestlers. They love like live wrestling, you know? They want to play. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know where this is going. But aren't you intrigued about it? Yeah. We'll see what happens next. Until they follow up. I am... <laughs> next week's the big week. Because they bomb, They dropped the ball with it. Like they did with the Roman Reigns attacker. Then the storyline's moot. And who cares? Yeah. They got to follow up with a strong segment to keep us invested. And it can't be... Because I remember the storyline when it was um, 
when it was the Usos and, and, oh, and Naomi, really, yeah. right? And then they were doing that kind of cheating, what's going on. That was just flirtation. Okay. But I'm just I'm just saying. Mandy you know? Rose didn't put her leg on Uso's shoulder as she was standing and make out with him hardcore right in front of Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, one of the Usos. So, okay. We're talking about it way too long. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break down the fourth wall yet again. But, you know, um, wrestling is also a, an art. Like, these are also characters. Correct. Correct. And being around wrestlers after shows, many of them critique their own work. Oh, how, how was the match? You know, you know, how did you do this? How did you do that? You know, what do you think I should do? You know, giving each other feedback. Do you think Rusev no. went backstage no. and was like, Lana, that was such a good kiss. Oh, you're so good. You should see me. I was so mad. But then I'm like, you're acting. That's a horrible Rusev impersonation. <laughs> That's not even close to being his accent. <laughs> no, I don't think he did that. Even even thought about doing that. Yes, I think she asked him. I think, oh, so. Uh, how did Rusev, you think I did? Yeah, def- she definitely asked him. And on the like, ride was along. Was it really good? Was she, it really good? The ride to the airport, she was asking him the whole fucking night. Dude, uh, what? A great ride along that would be. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for it. It's coming. For the episode of Total Divas. Yes. Next season. I have to make out. Do you think she got a, had a chance to pick who she made out with? No. You know? No. No. You, you just think they just gave her Bobby Lashley? Yeah, we're going to start a feud of Bruce Evan, Bobby Lashley, and uh, we're going to put Lana in the middle of it. Mm. Okay. Hey, it Remember didn't me? work for Macho Man Randy Savage. I hope it works for you, Bruce D- Didn't work for Lana either with Dolph Ziggler. Maybe Bobby Lashley better. Moving on, I was watching uh, AW for the first and last time. AW, A Dubs, A E Dubs, A E Dubs. Do not say that you're not going to watch it anymore. I'm oh, sorry, I, you're, you're, right. you're a wrestling I, professional. I will watch it once the Mass Singer is over. Come on, you you're you're a podcast journalist. Oh, where's Mark? You're supposed Mark, to be please. watching these shows. So I was wondering, would it be kind of a treacherous and traitor-ish? Treacherous, same word. If the green smiley shirt guy was there, or the guy with the Met shirt, lo and behold, that fucking piece of shit green smiley shirt guy was front row at AEW in his same spot, and he's there fucking tonight. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let me—the t- green smiley face shirt guy is not way over. Okay, he's not over at all. But at he's, all. but like he's still in there. I don't even know his name. He's always not over. Green smiley shirt guy. Like, what does he do? What kind of money does this guy have? He has have no no life or such a great life he can just do whatever the fuck he wants. Have you have you ever? Uh, what the sign guy? <laughs> Where's our good friend sign guy? Get him on the show. You're right. Where is the sign guy? Um, but have you if ever seen the sign guy? Dial it up six one nine three four three three. Have you ever asked before? What would you do if you won the lottery? This is what he would do. Yeah, you got to run out at some point. No, it's the freaking lottery, dude. Yeah, well, the don't money. run out of money. All right. After the show, we'll talk about how the lottery works. <laughs> no, you win, and you're like forever. Like you're you're good. 76% of lottery winners end up broke and bankrupt? Impossible. Oh, you man. know how much money? Again, that's greenman.sow on Instagram if you want to send him links to stuff. Bro, I don't play the lottery, but if I did, Mark, please. I would have money. so much money for the rest of my life. I would be uh, able to give you money. Mm. It's like if I win the lottery, it's like everybody around me wins the lottery. See, I want to edit this part out, but I don't want I want everyone to see how stupid you sound right now. I'm making sense. Ooh, sense. Get it like money. <laughs> All right, now it's time for my TV takedown. Uh, SmackDown started off with Becky Lynch coming out, being interrupted by King Corbin, who then himself got interrupted by The Rock. I called that shit. Okay. It was, uh... Then it was Becky Lynch and The Rock 
verbally tearing down Baron Corbin before they physically tore him down. I have a problem with this. King Corbin just won the King of the Ring. Doesn't this kill any momentum he had from winning the King of the Ring? Any rub he got from winning the King of the Ring is now all gone away with? Like, why couldn't somebody else have been this vision? Like Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn would have lost nothing by getting his ass beat by The Rock and Becky Lynch. But the King of the Ring is getting beaten up by the man Becky Lynch and then getting embarrassed by The Rock? I don't think that does anything positive for King Corbin. Only hurts him. I, I see your point. But? But Baron Corbin was just in the ring with The Rock. Yeah, and he got his you know, ass That's beat. a huge opportunity. That's a huge... What's, dude, he just took a rock bottom by The Rock. That's yeah. huge. That doesn't do anything for him. Any momentum he's got from winning King of the Ring now, we can't take him seriously as a king. Not that we're supposed to. But now, okay, he won King of the Ring, but he got ass beat by but, a girl in The Rock. Okay. But he's a heel king. He's a heel king. All of okay. them are heel kings. So he's not... He's not going to lose anything. If anything, he's going to—he's trying to get more heat out of it. That was a joke. No, no one's going to take him seriously now. Now he's a laughing stock. STDs. I'm sure he has some. He's your good friend. I don't know how to talk to him. Hmm. Sorry, Baron. Anyway, great man. You haven't been here in a while. First time in months. Yeah, you did a few different things to the studio. Let's start with a new segment for your first time. Ooh, the three counts. It's time for the three count. So, uh, try to keep it thematic with our three counts. We got Hell in a Cell coming up, or came up on the show posts. So, let's go with our top three Hell in a Cell matches of all time. I love this segment, by the way. I'm very happy to be part of it. Again, this is Mark's idea. Mark could not be here last second. He's away in a film set, allegedly. Allegedly. Always at a movie set, yet no of pictures. Course. Right? Of course. Can't tell you what the name of the movie is either, right? Yeah. Of course. He didn't want to retire any. None of these matches are going to the Hall of Fame. So every single Hell in a Cell match is up for grabs. I think there's 30-something of them. So, Green Man, what is your number even, third? Wait, even like that infamous, you know, Mick Foley come th- gets thrown out of the top That's of the stage. Yeah. If any of them would be Hall of Fame, it would be that one. That's what I thought. But no, Mark wanted to all up for grabs, make it cutthroat. And he decided to not show up tonight. Mm. So what is your third top Hell in a Cell match? Well, Michael J. Putty, one of the things that I like about Hell in a Cell, and if you really dissect the match itself, you know, it literally has to culminate into a reason. These two men would have to be put, or women, have to be put in a cell, nice save. in a cell, either to keep them in it or keep people outside of it. It's such a cool concept. Storyline-wise, every Hell in a Cell has to really mean something. So I'm glad that you guys picked this this week, and I'm glad I'm participating in this one. Spoiler alert, which I didn't realize it until I actually started thinking about it. All of my top three Hell in a Cell matches include Triple H, which is kind of ironic. Should say that toward the end, so now everyone is ruined by your top three choices? It's ruined. Well, they all include Triple H, so enjoy... This uh, marking out moment on Triple H. My first, my, my third is Cactus Jack versus Triple H at No Way Out. Number three? Number three. Okay. Now, this I was... I thought that was Hall of Fame material. Retired. Really? Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, but, I mean... I, I don't, the, also don't miss that. You don't say no once. You say, like, no five times. No, 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 no. <laughs> but back in the day, back in 2000, Triple H and Cactus Jack went into a war, a little rivalry, so to say, you know, and Triple H 
told Cactus, he said, hey, you know, if you want the match, you know, you pick the stipulation. You know, and this was when when Mick, when it was Mick Foley, right? Mick Foley, Mankind. And, and Mick goes, I want a match in Hell in a Cell. So when you think of Hell in a Cell, this is someone who's already been in Hell of a Cell, who's done a crazy job putting this match on the map. So you look at it as a fan and you're like, holy shit, Triple H, there's no way he could win. And the only way that it's going to make it more interesting is with the title on the line. So it was a hell of a match. They all went into it. And I think at this moment, Triple H and Mankind also had a reputation to uphold because, you know, this was post, you know, Mankind being thrown over the hell. There was like so many other matches that came before it, you know, that they had to top it off. And it, it was a great match. It was a great, great match. All right. That's a good one. Good pick. Thanks. Appreciate it, bro. My number three, Greenman, you were here in December of 2017 for a year-end awards. Yes. This is, I don't remember if this was my winner or on the shortlist of match of the year. Hmm. Because it involved my rivalry of the year and superstars of the year. The New Day versus the Usos, Hell in a Cell 2017. Hmm. The New Day and the Usos wrestled millions of times. Might be exaggerating on that number, but their matches... Oh, I no, don't miss be, your exaggerations. You're always exaggerating. Well, these matches, 10 year old, always fantastic, hence why I awarded them those awards. They just have crazy chemistry, man. And this is one of the matches that ended that rivalry, and they made it count. All, all of them went in on it. Very entertaining match. Some unique spots. A match I could watch over and over again. But again, a lot of great psychology. You know, these two teams went head-to-head various times. What yep. are they going to do next? What is going to put the cherry on the cake on the Sunday? On the cupcake. What do you put cherries on? Anyway, you know what I mean, right? You know, what's going to make it, you know, more impactful? Put them in the hell in a cell. That was a good match. Thanks. That was a good match. Number two. My number two. Again, storyline driven. Undertaker versus Triple H. WrestleMania 28 with Shawn Michaels as a special guest referee. The end of an era match. That's what it was, yeah. Okay. Okay, now this was after, you know, a WrestleMania after Triple H went head-to-head with The Undertaker. This was the, the match where Undertaker was carried out in a stretcher, right? Yep. You know, he wasn't able to walk out on his own volition. Correct. Good word. Thanks. appreciate it. I was waiting for that because it, it took... I'd say, I know you're ripping <laughs> up. But, um, and then to come back at WrestleMania 28... And how do you make that match go a step further but you put it in Hell in a Cell and you put Shawn Michaels as a guest referee? I thought the story that was being told in that ring, especially with Shawn Michaels as the referee and his reactions to all, all the things going on and his inner mind being conflicted many times as to being an impartial referee and not being impartial and standing by his dude. And at the end, you know, the three of them just standing on the top of that ramp and saying, you know, like, this is the end of the era was amazing to watch live in a living color. Number two and number one are tough to decide who gets the top billing. But number two is considered the greatest Hell in a Cell match of all time. The war between Batista and Triple H. Vengeance 2005 is exactly what the Hell in a Cell match was intended for. Yes. It was brutal. It was bloody. Another way. To end the rivalry, let's talk about the New Day and Usos. 
what better way to end this rivalry? And more importantly, he put Batista over and solidified him as a top name in this industry. Thank Triple H putting him over. So it, it checked all the boxes for me. That was your number two. Number two. Your number one will be. I, I, I'm very surprised that's your number two because that's my number one. And I completely agree with everything you just said. Oh, uh, my number one. It was yeah. amazing. It, 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 again, it was a good storytelling leading up to the match. And then when the match kicked off, man, it went full cylinders all the way. And again, it's considered it, one of the greatest it, matches of all Hell in a Cell matches of all time. It made Batista. My number one. Sentimental value. Where would we be with Hell in a Cell? We couldn't be here talking about Hell in a Cell. It wasn't for the first one. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Bad of Blood, 1997. I was reading up on it, trying to watch clips and reading reviews. And I like this guy, how he worded it. <clears throat> and I quote, Shawn Michaels was a cowardly heel, trapped like a rat in a cage when he entered Hell in a Cell to square off against the Undertaker. Yeah, that's what he was. A cowardly <laughs> heel, trapped like a rat in a cage, which was meant for this match. And of course, the ending. Many people don't remember the match itself. You just remember the ending. Yeah. By God, that's got to be Kane. Just set the whole ideology of Hell in a Cell perfectly to where it went to Triple, not Triple H, uh, Undertaker, Mankind, Triple H, Cactus Jack. Yeah. All started here. Yeah. And that's the way, the perfect way to launch it so these other guys can mold it to it. Hey, what a, you know, if we're talking about the beginning, the vignette packages of them building this cage. All the ropes of steel, yes. you know. Yep. I still remember the images, and like they just built so much, not just about you know the rivalry between Michaels and Undertaker, but it was more about the cell, like this structure that that they were they were building, you know, like yep. it's bigger than than a cage match, you know, because yep. at this point we were only exposed to like you know those blue square cage matches, yep. so you know how can you take it to to the next level you know and it has a it has a, a roof yeah. on it so you can't escape it you know it's really going to continue it, it, it was really really cool you meant to keep the guys inside and the people outside right it's great and it all started here it was great my god it's got to be king the cane made it through right yeah, it's great welcome to your first three count well that's done. awesome i survived you did i enjoyed it it's nice reminiscing about good old wrestling times you know it's going to be crazy 10 years from now episode 552 when we do our picks, maybe we'll be talking about moments that happened this year in 2019. You never know. What are your top three Hell in a Cell matches? Do you agree with us? Do you have different ones? Let us know. Dial it up. 619-343-3005 or inbox shadowwrestling.com. And of course, we're always active on our social medias. A Shadow Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, Shadow Wrestling, no A on Twitter. Let us know. Let your voice be heard. We're curious to find out. Because we definitely missed a lot. Yeah. There are many, there are many other good ones. Yeah. Many other good ones. So, Greenman, that's it. Welcome back. Any news, any go-home thoughts for you? There's a lot of great shows in the area. We've said it many, many times. If you want to see the best professional wrestling, you don't have to go that far. A lot of great wrestling. It's in your own backyard. Michael J. Putty, by the time the show posts, you've already will have done your commentary gig for BWF. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? BWF, welcome to the Terror Dome. They are doing their first ever women's main event. Not just the women's match. It's going to be a hardcore street fight. I think it's a little redundant. I think it's just a street fight. But looking forward to that. And I'm not only excited, like I think I mentioned it last week, I'm scared shitless. I'm going to be at ringside, and it's very dangerous. I'm very fragile. <laughs> so I know Anastasia has that crowbar she always carries around her. And uh, I got I to be honest. If I see you next week with a cast in any part of your body, I will not be surprised. 
Yeah, because the commentary table is the first area that these wrestlers want to go at. That's right. Like, like you like, are in harm's way. It's expensive. Do you have insurance? No, I don't. I got 12 hours to do that. Crazy. Saturday, everything's closed. Damn. <laughs> maybe, uh, we'll sit, maybe we'll sit further back and wrap everything up in bubble wrap. Michael J. Putty there. Other great shows going on in October, um, leading us right into November. But just want to give a little shout out to a few great shows in our area that uh, we definitely recommend you check out. One, uh, Outlaw Pro Wrestling coming back to Brooklyn on Thursday, October 17th. There will be at Our Lady of Carmel School, and that is in Williamsburg, uh, Brooklyn. So uh, someone that you may be interested to see, maybe... Uh, your boy Coke Banna or uh, your boy Gangrel, which will be uh, headlining that show. Banging and banging. Yeah. We also, on October 25th, Friday, October 25th, it is ICW's return to Queens at the Ultimate Fitness oh, thank God. in Queens. What the hell are they going to fucking Jersey for? <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, I ICW, ICW comes back with the return to the concrete jungle and let me tell you we they have a list of people already set to make their return to queens and i can't wait till some of those matches start getting announced uh then bcw comes back on november 1st again bcw returns to queens queen's getting a lot of love this this month with indie wrestling and i'm really excited about that but bcw is coming into a new venue it's right behind queen center mall um, oh, so no parking. It's, it, <laughs> but Again. very accessible to all the trains and buses. As you know, it's like a big hub in Queens, that area over there. Maybe we get a lot of great bars, a lot of great places to party afterwards. So make sure you check us out. November 1st, when BCW returns, that show will be headlined by the one Mr. Indy himself, Joey Ryan, going one-on-one with friend to the show, family to the show. Godfather. Eric Jaden. So you got ICW coming back to Queens. BCW coming back to Queens on November 1st, right? Yes. November 2nd, we go right back to the fucking Bronx for BWF's ninth anniversary. So definitely want to check it out. It's going to be a huge show if Itch. we survive the Terror Dome. Looking forward to that. I know I heard some rumblings of what matches are going to be the ninth anniversary. As you know, BCW, you know, the anniversary shows are the biggest shows. The big shows. So i got to bring out my tuxedo jacket, but i got a month. I'm excited. Definitely don't want to miss BWF's ninth anniversary. Well, Michael J. Putty, like we said it before, and uh, Renee Young likes to start saying it on her show. This yeah, show... Renee Young, this, Renee Young, this show is done. <laughs> this show is from the fans and to the fans, right? And you, don't ha- you, you can be part of it if you like to. So just make sure you follow us on all forms of social media at a shot of wrestling on Instagram and Facebook and shot of wrestling. No, a on Twitter. Uh, we're here family. And like Michael J. Putty likes to say, when you're here, you are family. God damn it. You are. So thank you for listening. It's a pleasure to be back, Michael J. Putty. But I, I got another beer to drink. Mark, come back. The show would have been over 10 minutes ago. I feel like the ramble on. Especially when you're drinking your hand. But for the returning green man himself, Mark's somewhere at a movie set. I have been your host at Mug J Putty. Until next week, Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. 
But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>